Us podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Disney Plus streaming service. We will talk about Disney Plus news. We will talk about rumors. We will even talk about the new exciting things to watch on Disney Plus. But we will also... We are going to watch every single Disney animated feature presentation starting with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and working our way forward through time. So far, it's been a blast. Today, my toy collector friends, you have landed on Toy Story. Toy Story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This came out in 95? 1995, 97, something? No, I think it was 95. Wow, 1995. Yeah. This was Pixar's first big splash. Yeah, and what a splash it was. We'll talk about all of that first. I want to ask you, how are you? Oh, my wife. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Oh. I'm doing just peachy keen. Peachy keen. Uh, it's Friday. Yes. There's a blizzard blizzarding, but it, the blizzard is kind of over, and... We are going to make homemade pizza. Yes. Pretty soon. So I'm very excited for that. I hope I hope it lives up to the hype. It might not, but it's always fun to make homemade pizza. I think we're going to do pepperoni and pineapple. I know it's mm. heresy to some. Mm-hmm. I love pineapple on pizza. And the heart wants what it wants. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. You can't stop me. Judge me all you want, but I'm not stopping. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> How are you, my darling wife? Well, as you say, there's a a uh, massive snow outside. Uh, we probably got at least a couple inches out there, which to some does not sound like a lot. Um, but it was blowing around all day, and it was windy and cold. So it's a really nice day to just curl up with a hot mug of tea or coffee. Homemade pizza homemade pizza and watch one of the best Pixar movies. One of the best movies of my childhood. Yeah. I'm excited for this. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I don't know. It's been, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but excited. Here we go. We have something special for you. Not that special. It's a, it's a regular segment on this year's show. Oh, Uh, And we like to call it, the news. <laughs> oh boy. So right about now they're all thinking, wait a minute, that's not special. You do that every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the news is special. I know they're thinking it because that's what I'm thinking. I know. <laughs> I'm just a turd. I'm all hype. I'm a hype man. Uh, yeah. okay. Well, what do you got? Well, we brought this up the last three shows. Mm -hmm. But right now, you can open up your Disney Plus account Uh and go watch WandaVision. (gasps) Okay. And this is going to start a never-ending cycle of Marvel content that's going to just keep trickling down. I say never-ending. That's an asterisk. It could. It could never end. (laughs) But also... Do we have any clearer vision of what this is about? No. 
<laughs> we've seen trailer <laughs> after trailer. We're like, what is this? I know it's a 30 minute show. Oh, it's a show. Yeah, there's okay. multiple shows. It's okay. a series. Is it a limited series or does it go until it gets canceled? Unknown. Oh. I assume everything goes until it gets canceled. Oh. Um, Good point. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was that's that's happening. But what's funny enough, Andrea and I decided to plop on the old couch and um, we we watched two fun things. One, let's uh, do it. These are mini reviews. Okay. So the first one we watched is Earth to Ned, uh-huh. the Star Wars story. Yeah. Explain what you saw and then explain how you liked it. Okay. It's basically a talk show put on by an alien. Um, so he beams people in. He beamed in uh, Billy D. Williams and he beamed in... Uh, who is the other guy? Uh, but he beams in celebrities. He asks them kind of strange questions. Interview is not quite on point. It's a little awkward, if we're being honest. But he also has these little bits he does, and those are the best part of this show. Like, he had a little lightsaber fight with his little tiny minions, and we both of us laughed out loud at that. It was really funny. Uh, he's got a... a toaster roaster it's a little robot toaster that comes out and makes fun of the host and that's pretty funny um and then he's got a father figure who is absent and wants him to invade earth called general daddy admiral daddy (laughs) and admiral daddy doesn't want him to be hosting a talk show he wants him to be invading earth so i kind of like that dynamic i think i'll watch it again it was very fun. Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts. Yeah, he's he's on a talk show, but he's he's a mad magician with the old loop box. And, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, he put together a loop for us to listen to. It was great. Oh, so good. And, and the puppets are done by Jim Henson. Well, Jim Henson is no longer Well, Jim us. Henson's company, yeah. I guess that's what we're going to call it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was so very enjoyable. Good puppets, I say. Like, they're well done and... I feel like I enjoyed watching them. Very informal. Definitely bring alcohol. You'll have fun. Yeah. Drink during it. Def- if definitely. you're of age, I would say. Well, you can drink other things if you're not of age. Like, <laughs> But that won't help you enjoy it more. The human body bring needs some, some apple sort juice. of. <laughs> <laughs> drink all the apple juice you need to enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We also, I, every once in a while in in marriage. You have to say, I need you to see this and play a movie from years past. And often in a marriage, you'll find yourself watching something you never intended to watch. (laughs) (laughs) And you just shrug your shoulders and say, well, it makes them happy. (laughs) Alley Cat Strike. Hoo-wah, right up the middle. It is a movie that came out... I'm going to say it was in the 90s still, and our lead looked a lot like JTT with the butt cut. But it was not him. was not him. The, and, one of the main girls was Kaylee Kuko. I don't, I don't know how to say her last name, but she's the gal. She's Penny on Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. But a much younger her in this. 
So Alley Cat Strike is a story about a failing bowling alley and the bolt head the manager's son is like the main character and he has a group of friends they're the bowling team that are great at bowling and and very unique and not popular but they hang out and bowl and it's like they live in their own version of the 50s and somehow or rather we won't spoil too much but bowling suddenly becomes important to the town very important and so you have some more popular kids on the bowling team and you have that whole juxtaposition of how do you like you know get along with everybody and be yourself but also like make new friends and yeah would you recommend this to somebody Here's what I didn't get. <laughs> All of the bowling team, quote unquote, they're very good looking, nice kids. Why are they not like, why are jocks making fun of them? There is nothing mockable about these people, except that they like bowling and sometimes they dress like they're from the 50s. Yeah, that's a good Like question. the main guy is like this JTT lookalike. And, like, the head cheerleader doesn't want to hang out with them. It's like, it, it just, it made no sense to me. It was weird casting if they wanted these kids to be, like, outcast nerds. That's my, that's my two cents. Very well stated. Yeah. I think there's a lot of nostalgia on it for me, but there's also a lot of mockabil- mockability here. Nothing about this you take at face value. We were hooting and hollering, and we did laugh more than we should have during this movie. It was a fun, um, forced watch for me. Good. I'm glad my iron fist could lead to joy. Mm. Uh, Next in the news, and you can't tell this, my wife, the listeners can't tell this, Mm -hmm. but my brain is currently suffering from... VR whoop de whoop is what I call it. Oh, we uh-huh. have the Oculus Quest Two. Yes, and, we do. And I got a new head strap, and so I've been playing a lot of Oculus. Yeah, he's been meeting people virtually in uh, in a new movie, which it, seems weird to me. It's called okay. Big Big Screen. It's yeah. a lot of fun. You can watch movies with other people on Just VR. Random people on VR. It's wild. Well, anyway, so. The big news for VR, and why I'm even bringing this, bringing this up, is because Disney is releasing, it's called Myth, and it's a frozen VR experience. Huh. And is that like mist? I don't think so. <laughs> but it's I think it's, a, it's short. I think it's a video. It's not necessarily... <gasps> I can go into VR and hang out with Olaf? I don't know that it's a game. Like Can you I might build watch a snowman? it. Oh gosh, I, I that would be <laughs> kind of fun actually. But this and it pains me. The worst part of Frozen Two, in my opinion, were the the myth characters. Like I don't know, wasn't it like land and heart and wind and the spirits and I don't know. Mm. I could be. I've only seen it once, but I do know that. These are the focal characters of this VR experience. Oh, interesting. I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer for everyone. Cool. 
We see the Disney logo here. From a magic as old as the glaciers were born the spirits of air, fire, water, and earth. Our world enjoyed a time of harmony. And I believe it's keeping each other in balance. This is a 360 experience. Oh, the fire lizard. This is beautiful. Yeah, a lot of purple lights and water the horse. The water horses. That the rock monster? Yeah, sure is. Myth, a frozen cool. tail. Available now on Oculus. I'm in. I know you didn't care for Frozen 2, but I kind of liked it. So I might, I okay. might go for it. All right. I, I Maybe you should, and we could do a review. <gasps> what if you're wearing it, <laughs> depending on what. And reviewing and, re- and, and recording and podcasting. I don't think that would be that interesting. No, I guess Because it would be a lot of me saying, wow, look at that. Oh, That's, oh my gosh. Wow. And you'll have no idea what I'm reacting yeah, to. Okay, yeah, okay. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but not a bad idea. You know what? It never hurts to think. Mm. Okay, wife, I am glad you're sitting down. And I'm glad I've done some oddball like blast from the past mm-hmm. because this one actually came out and worked in my favor. <laughs> Turns out we're getting a Dewey Hauser reboot what? on Disney plus. What? Yep. What? And <laughs> it's starring Peyton Elizabeth Lee from the second born Royals, which oh, we did just watch. We just watched that. But first off, what do you think of a Doogie Hauser reboot? Reboot. Uh, well, first off, it's weird because we just watched that and now suddenly there's a reboot. So maybe Disney is like following us around and seeing what we watch. I get the surveys still. (laughs) Like they still want my opinion. Um, yeah, I'd watch it. I like that they're doing a, a lady kid doctor this time. And the... And there might be some interesting dynamics around, hey, she's young and she's a woman, so is she going to have to earn respect that maybe traditional Doogie Hauser didn't have to because he was a dude? <laughs> I don't think he got advantages as it because he's a dude. I think he got advantages because he was... He was so brilliant, but also he got... Wasn't his dad like the head doctor? No, he was also a doctor, but there was another guy that looked like his dad that was the boss. That's confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You'll get a couple episodes in and and recognize the differences. Yeah. No, I'm excited for this. Here's another fun twist. I think this takes place in Hawaii, and her name... the, The reboot is called Doogie Kamahala, M.D., do you think Johnny Tsunami oh, will make man. an appearance? If there's a Johnny Tsunami <laughs> cameo, I would lose my mind. He comes in with a surfing injury. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most it was the most wicked wave, Doctor. I hung all ten and they're all, all ten now I'm down to hanging three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh funny. Yeah. Okay. No, I watch it. Real quick, what did you think of Second Born Royals? Um, I enjoyed it. 
I'll because this off. is this is where we see the acting chops of Doogie Kamahala. Yeah, Peyton Elizabeth Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. It actually was better than I expected it to be. Um, I expected it to not be super great because it was just kind of eh, here. It's on Disney Plus, direct to video type thing. Um, but I mean, there it was a good story, and there were some cool effects in it, and and um, some very likable main characters. So I'd give it, yeah, like a yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I enjoyed it too. I. Uh, this was a, a fun night for you and I to sit down on the couch, really just digging into some random stuff on Disney Plus, and and it was one of those where we're like, should we watch this or this? this like or we this pulled up several or... things, and we were both kind of feeling uh, like something kind of fun and and not too heavy. Yeah, so, and this fit the bill. Yeah. Okay, we have reached the end of the news. Let's give the people what they want. They want Toy Story. <laughs> Tell me, where were you? Jay. When Toy Story hit. I saw this movie in theaters. My parents took me to the movie theater to see this movie, which was actually kind of a rare occurrence in our family. We didn't go see a lot of movies as a family. So I remember seeing this in the movie theater, and the theater was fairly full. And just that experience of having the whole audience collectively love something is so cool. Like, it was, first off, it's, like, completely computer animated, like, which we had never seen before, and it blew our minds. And it looked amazing, looked fantastic, which I'm kind of hoping that holds up. Um, but I know they spent a lot of time and a lot of work to get that right, not churn it out before it was ready. Um, the story was great. The, there was funny bits in it. There were serious bits. You didn't feel like they were ever pandering to you. It was always like, here's exactly what it is. Enjoy it or not. And it was, it was just great. Like I have no bad memories of this movie. My my memory of this is shockingly similar. Only I remember I purposely saw this every time I could, like different friend groups or going to the theater. I know I saw it between four and six times. Nice. And there was one time I remember walking to the movie theaters by myself to watch Toy Story. <laughs> Even though you'd seen it? Yeah. I just loved it that much. (laughs) I wanted to go back to this world, magical world of toy animation and and just ride that ride again. What did you think of the the computer animation? It was amazing. I I was curious about it. I knew we were on to something. There used to be a TV show back in that time frame called Crash Test Dummies that was computer generated like Toy Story. But this was different. This was big. This was a feature film. This was polished. This was an entirely new... It was like watching Avatar by James Cameron in the theater. It was just an an experience. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that very well. And I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I totally geeked out on it. Awesome. 
Yeah, I'm Very excited cool. to watch it. It's probably been years since I've seen this. So yeah. I'm really excited to see it again. So let's have some fun here. Let's do an improv because we all know the premise of Toy Story. Toys come to life when they're not around humans. They love being played played with. So what happens if other things in that house actually have souls as well (laughs) so here's the scene (laughs) who's the main kid andy yeah which logically like if hunks of plastic and metal and Mm -hmm. can come to life anything can come to life absolutely so i feel like we're leaving things out that were probably alive and we just didn't we just didn't know yeah yeah so it's Andy's birthday. There's kids over. Mm-hmm. And Andy's mom goes to get the birthday cake. Everybody's around the table. Mm-hmm. It's a big chocolate cake, lots of frosting. And she comes back and the cake hits the table and there's candles all around are we we the candles we are the candles (laughs) (laughs) okay oh man did you feel that like i just got shoved in there (laughs) i've been in that box so long so nice to at least get shaken and now i'm here in this well like it's so airy out here my feet i have so much room to just stretch out and are you feeling this cake like my feet are warm this is luxurious this is wonderful yeah wow i hope we get to stay here this is a nice switch maybe i mean candles are often forgotten i'm sure we can hang out here yeah let's just oh. oh Oh, there's there's a flame coming. Uh, don't panic. But what you are on fire right now. I don't have what. Can you blow it don't, out? No. <laughs> oh, now you're on fire. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, it, I don't feel it like it, it doesn't. Oh, it's a little hot for me. Oh, I'm starting to sweat a little bit. Yeah. Wait, hold on. We're moving. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah. Look around us. Oh, Oh, they're singing. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. All Do you right. think they're singing for us? Oh, close your eyes. What? I Why? see a pucker. What? <laughs> oh, <coughs> it got all over me. <laughs> but oh. at least I'm not on fire anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Here comes wait, more fingers. Wait, what's what's that big metal thing? <laughs> it looks sharp. <laughs> oh, wait. We're back in the box. What? Yep. What? That's it? <laughs> and scene. That was cute. <laughs> that, we were both afraid this would get dark. Yeah. And it didn't. It, it was, didn't. It was very, like, they survived. They as did. most candles do. Aww. They got spit on. They got burned. But they survived. They survived. Yeah. Okay. Let's actually watch the trailer. For anyone who's ever wondered what toys do when people aren't around. Hey, everybody. It's showtime. Walt Disney Pictures invites you into a world where toys come to life. Wow, cool. Let's go tomorrow, guys. Red alert. Andy is coming upstairs. <laughs> Andy's coming, everybody. Back to your places. Hurry. Did you see my ears? Out of my way. <laughs> Wins. 
Woody, the veteran. Draw! Oh, got me again! Buzz, the rookie. Have you been replaced? No one's getting replaced. Excuse me. Uh, light here to the rescue. Oh, okay. Who else? You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> Ow! What do you say I get someone else to watch the sheep tonight? <laughs> Hell yeah. Don't even think about it, cowboy. Two heroes ready for anything. I don't like confrontations. Except each other. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, a laser. It's not a laser. It's a, it's a little light bulb that blinks. What's with him? Laser envy. Guys, come on. But that's about to change. <gasps> They've stepped over the edge Buzz! and into the real world. I think he bounced into Sid's yard. <laughs> he tortures toys. Where is your honor, dirtbag? A good soldier never leaves a man behind. Where the name of the game is survival. <laughs> I'm lost. That is all your fault. My fault. <laughs> I've set my laser to kill. You're a toy. Use your karate chop hey, action. Hey. Stop that. What's going on down there? Come in, Star Command. Send reinforcements. You are a toy! You are a sad, strange little man. Who's that would be cowboy dog? All right, man. Move, 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 move. There's no place like home. Come on, this way. Negative. Ah. We'll be much safer in the cockpit. What an idiot. Great idea, Woody. To infinity and beyond. Walt Disney Pictures presents the first ever computer animated motion picture. We've got trouble. This holiday season, take off on an adventure. This cannot be happening to me. Beyond imagination. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. It's the story of two partners <laughs> discovering what they're made of. I'm okay. Catch this. I got it, Woody. Uh, next stop, Andy. Go to infinity and beyond. <laughs> Toy Story. Look out. Buzz, will you get up here and give me a hand? <laughs> That's very funny, but this is serious. Wow. There it is. They pretty much gave us everything there. I don't remember that being that intense. Like, well, and the music choices were strange in that trailer. It felt very weird. Yeah. Like they I, had a spooky the... music, and then they had like a doom pa doom pa doom this is all funny, and then they played The Boys Are Back in Town. It's very odd, but yeah, I think that was the official trailer. Yeah. Wild. Huh. Well. What do you say we watch this movie? Let's watch the movie. One, two, three, four. It's time for the movie. Which, which remote do we use again? I'll get the popcorn. There could be spoilers. We'll be back in four, three, two, one. And we are back. We are back. Oh my gosh. We just watched 1995's Toy Story. And as a super exciting bonus, we have asked our friends. Shyler and Cody to join us in this. So welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, good to be back. Yes. <laughs> so glad to have you here. I was trying to frame a you got a friend in me joke going on, <laughs> but I couldn't. My my brain wires didn't quite make the connection. We've got in time. a friend in Shyler and Cody. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's, kind of, that's where I would have gone with it. Anything more than that right now. I'm kind of just like, ooh, um... I got nothing. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, let's do initial reactions. 
you guys first. What what did you think of this? Oh, it was so nice to watch it again. It had been a really long time since I don't I don't remember the last time I saw it, but um, yeah, it was really enjoyable. Like I, it was interesting because of how far you know Disney has has come um, over the years, and just realizing this was like really kind of the beginning of something totally new for Disney. And, um, yeah, it was, I just, and I was, I loved, like, I loved the voices, I lo- the characters. And I, I honestly, with me, like, sometimes when I watch movies, I feel like I'm watching it for the first time. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen next? So it had been that long for me where I, I got to watch it really with fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, I, I think I tried to remember, like, back in 95, how did I feel as a like nine or 10 year old being like, Oh, okay. It's here's this movie about when I leave my room, my toys come to life. And it was like, I remember being like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. (laughs) This is, this is not a a work of fiction. This is probably a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) When I leave and they all interact together and they're all friends. Um, no, just just kidding, of course. But no, I think it was it's good. It's you know there was there wasn't a lot of it that I was like, oh, I don't remember this. And I think it's just because it is so like it is so iconic of being this like uh, first kind of fully three D rendered movie and you know Disney movie and just the amount of like story and heart that it put into it. I think kind of really caught people off guard and I, I can see how that, how that would be now. Probably I didn't understand it as much when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's good fun. That's, that's really what it is. Just a good fun movie. I also remember being pretty scared by um, the neighbor next door and his, Frankenstein toys. And oh my gosh. I, felt scared. I felt scared once again. Oh no. Oh, Sid. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just amazed by how good it still looks. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. when you see something that was innovative at the time and then you look back and you're like, eh, that's not, doesn't yeah. really hold oh, up. Yeah. It's not that good now. Like watching this again, it still looks fantastic. They really put the time and effort to like get all the textures right. They didn't phone anything in here, and you can really tell that it's held up. Oh yeah, yeah. for me, it felt almost like it wasn't a wild adventure. It was almost like a welcome reunion with my long lost friends. Like coming back to this movie. I'm like, oh yeah, Buzz and and uh, Woody, and I really thought Tom Hanks was amazing with yeah. Woody. He was the shining star, and that's saying something with this cast. Yeah, he really carries the whole thing because it's his. Uh, I mean, obviously Buzz too, but it's kind of his emotional journey that that carries the whole film. Yeah, it's at heart. It was really good. Uh, before we get into this, I have one question for everybody, and that is: if 
if Woody is to Andy, what was your toy to you growing up? And, and I can start this off as you, you may need, need to think, but I, I had a lot of action figures growing up. And that's what they were when I was a kid. They were not dolls. They were action figures. And I think mine was a Batman action figure. And my dad, he got it. He had to go to Wichita, which is kind of a rare thing. And he went shopping and he picked out a bat motorcycle like for Batman. And I, to me, that was like the thing I always had next to me. Sure, I went off and got other action figures, but like this was, was my mainstay, fun, when in doubt, play with this. Was his name Batman or did you give him a different name? No, he was always Batman. Was Batman. He, I didn't, okay. I, the imagination wasn't like nearly what Andy's was. <laughs> or I, Sid. Or Sid. I, I think Sid had a better imagination. I didn't call him Miss, Mrs. Nesbitt if that's what you're going for. <laughs> uh, for me, it was Susie, my Cabbage Patch doll. And she had a kind of brown string as her hair that we kept in braids. And she was just super cool, and she was my buddy when I was a little kid. So, I don't know. That's good. Aww. Yeah. I would say, like, I wasn't, I, I definitely had dolls and some toys, but the ones that stand out to me still is, <laughs> don't judge, I had a puppet, like, named Whiskers, this cat, <laughs> that was super it. soft, but I could, like, make him talk. And I would consider that a toy, probably. And then Toby the robot was also probably my, um, just, yeah, like one of my favorite. I remember getting Toby the robot from, I think it was like uh, eight, um, eight FAO shorts. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a big deal. And he was really cool and he could light up. And wow, I've nice. always loved robots, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> The two that stand out, there was a Michelangelo, basically stuffed Ninja Turtle that I had, and I carried that thing around everywhere. And it was awesome, and I loved it. And I think, yeah, I probably thought as my of myself as like the Michelangelo, if if I was in like a friend group and we were trying to play Ninja Turtles, I would always be Michelangelo. Um, and then the other one is. Uh, T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Oh my gosh. And I remember just, I had the T-Rex and I had the Jeep and I recreated the scene where he bashes <laughs> his head down through that thing so many times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So Toy Story. The whole movie starts off with an amazing scene of a very creative kid playing with his toys. And he has an, a, a, just a very clever play session going on. He's just doing it for his own fun. And he's incorporating all his toys, Woody and his T-Rex and Slinky Dog and Bo Peep. Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. And then he steps out of the room. He gets called away by his mom, and all the toys wake up. 
and can move around. Did anyone else think um, this when they were a kid? Were they like, yeah, my toys come to life when I leave the room? I did after this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think this movie planted the seed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I'm not the only one to <laughs> like, oh, so then we have the classic Randy Newman song and the opening titles, You've Got a Friend in Me. And we see Andy playing with his favorite toy, Woody. So uh, it's we cut to the kid, and he's been getting his birthday sign put up, and he's really excited. Meanwhile, the toys back in Andy's room are holding a meeting. A staff meeting. A staff meeting <laughs> where Sheriff Woody, played by Tom Hanks, is in charge. And they have a few funny jokes in there. And then it goes to, all right, we need reconnaissance. Oh, crap. The, the party's today. We need reconnaissance. Let's get the, the army guys uh, out <laughs> and down to the party to see what upcoming toys or threats they have to right. expect. Yeah. So army guys go. All the presents are boring. Suddenly there's a surprise present out of the closet. They don't know what it is and they have to go back to their places because the kids are coming back to the room. Something crash lands on Andy's bed, shoving Woody off of his, his spot, pedestal. Yeah. Off of his spot. All the kids leave again and we meet Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Uh, so Buzz Lightyear, played by Tim Allen, comes out and he actually thinks he's the real Buzz Lightyear. Which is brilliant. <laughs> it's very funny. Whereas Woody and the rest of the gang know their toys, but, you know, kind of that's their identity is their toy. I kind of wonder if all the toys kind of went through this where they thought they were real and then like kind of figured it out. Or do you think they all knew they were toys except yeah, for Yeah, I think the movie sets it up to they have that moment where they're kind of like oh i'm not like like for instance rex would have to be like oh i'm not an actual t-rex or i'm not the t-rex of whatever my model is i'm actually just one of however many thousand or millions were created and i'm but the thing that makes me special is being this one child's toy yeah yeah, I have a I have a few questions on the creation of toy souls yeah. and yeah. and obviously they're not all going to get the luxury of seeing their own TV right. commercial, but um, which was awesome, which we'll was get good. To that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Uh, okay, so back to it. Woody confronts Buzz, uh-huh. and they. Woody is a little jealous, a little upset because Buzz is clueless and has invaded his space and, and is shiny and has so many new features and is just clueless. So he's trying very rudely to convince him that he's not. He's a toy like you can't fly. Those aren't. And then we have this sequence where Buzz very luckily lands on all the right things to make it look like he's actually flying around the room. Which, as a kid, I was like, whoa, that's all. Like, and what's the likelihood he landed on all those things? That's right. Uh, then we get into Strange Things. Randy Newman's song, and Woody sees the bed changing, the artwork on the wall changing, all to Buzz Lightyear. 
and you see Woody's kind of becoming the punching bag in Andy's play sessions between him and Buzz. Getting grown out of. Yeah, now yeah. Buzz is the hero, and, and Buzz is beating up on Woody, and Woody's not taking it very well. And this is when we, after this sequence, we learn about Sid. And Sid is a neighbor who tortures toys. And uh, we see a poor, was it a soldier with a... like Combat Carl. Uh, with an M80 <laughs> strapped to his back. Yeah. Which, guys, I as friends here, I need to be honest. There <gasps> was one toy. And this was before Toy Story and I knew. <laughs> you were Sid? No, one toy. <laughs> it was Park, my brother... My brother and I, one summer, we got a toy we didn't even want from Pizza Hut. It was Haji from the the uh, no. Johnny, Johnny Quest. Quest. <gasps> you blew up Haji. We we called him Headless Haji, <laughs> <laughs> and so we had like <laughs> we had freeze them in like ice cubes and yeah, do the firecracker thing and yeah, it was it was a we it was a good couple weekends during the summer <laughs> what happened to haji he's still around i think somewhere i oh think he made gosh. it to the mcdonald's right. toy box he's probably like crawling out from under the bed with like <laughs> like the mutant toys yeah. Mean, yeah well poor haji part of growing up i yeah, guess i know i definitely <laughs> I, I can remember as a kid i had a a bucket of like a hundred army men and I think it was split 50-50 between, like, green and tan. And I definitely lit some of them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had to be realistic. The one with the bazooka, I was like, we're going to make this real. What's it like to get hit by a bazooka? We can yeah. On fire. <laughs> Guys, hey, I never did this. <laughs> we're all amongst friends. It's okay. We still love each other. <laughs> Andrea and I are learning new things about our husbands. No judgment. No I know. <laughs> this is what comes out after the marriage. <laughs> yeah. Once the he rings didn't tell on me the... this while we were dating. <laughs> Actually, you might have told me about headless Haji. <laughs> oh, <before. okay. laughs> oh, funny. Oh. Okay, so I wasn't near on the scale as Sid. He had his own like tool shop. It was gross, but you know, I dabbled. I thought he was very creative though. Like, very creative play sessions. He had a whole mission control. He wanted to be a doctor. Like, he was really doing something special there. Twisted, yeah. but Twisted. special. Well, it's, yeah. You know, it's funny because you look at, like, him and Andy, and they have about that same depth of imagination with these toys and setting up a scenario. Um, you know, Sid doing it just as fast as he walks in the door and sees his sister having a doll. And, you know, you just kind of have to admire like, oh, yeah, like I can remember it being a kid and like think like creating a story in my head and playing with my action figures and doing all that kind of stuff. OK, so after we are introduced to Sid, we have the moment where Buzz Lightyear gets knocked out of the window. Woody did assault him, but did not attend it to go like that out the far. window. Yeah. yeah. I think so, he just wanted to hurt him a little. Not and it went it went too yeah, far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we cut over to 
this is kind of where things pick up. Andy comes in looking for Buzz, who is then pushed out the window, and he's going to Pizza Planet. He can mm-hmm. take one toy. Buzz isn't around. He grabs Woody. Kind of rolls his eyes. I guess I'll take Woody. And the rest of the toys witness this and are very against the murderous Woody. Yeah, Woody like immediately has lost all respect from all of the toys. Like he's done this terrible thing and they are firmly against him now. Think as the beginning of cancel culture, you think? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Saying one thing and you're done. They just knew. They just knew they oh, see yeah. him breathing yeah. in the corner from the time that Buzz came in and they're like, I don't know. He's up to no good. Yeah, to heal. Gotta watch that guy. <laughs> Okay, so this kind of triggered where I got, I'm like, this is awesome. And it was the sequence of Buzz and Woody at the gas station, but then hopping a ride to Pizza Planet on a Pizza (laughs) Planet delivery truck that stopped for gas. And Buzz, being the captain that he is, decides to take shotgun where there's proper safety restraints. <laughs> and he's like patting his buckled buckle at the front. And, and Woody's getting thrown around at the back. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny how Buzz could rationalize something and make clear sense to him. And then Woody, being the realist, is like, no. <laughs> I love that whole scene before where we get some of the real Buzz Lightyear's backstory where he has the only information on a weakness and uh, the evil emperor Zergs. Uh, I don't know. I didn't catch all of it. (laughs) But we kind of get some of that monologue and it's just hilarious. Yeah, it's very funny. So it sounds like Zerg has this weapon that is basically a Death Star because it can, it can all <laughs> that's what i got yeah. like, hmm, <laughs> um, oh i, I want to go back to and your I, points jay you said you said that the the pizza planet truck stops for gas so here's a here's a 100 i'm gonna admit this we watch a lot of movies and tv shows with subtitles on um just because you know that's how we are that's we're getting old <laughs> um <laughs> so I always thought he was stopping for gas too. In the dialogue, he's actually asking for directions, which is something like a thing when you like in ninety five you don't have a cell phone with GPS. So if you're like, wait, I need to make this delivery, how do I like where would I get to that general oh. area? Like gas stations are always oh. the place to stop and ask for directions. Yeah. That's kind of crazy that that's so old fashioned now. Yeah. Wild. Uh, good good factoid. For pizza delivery, uh, you know, pizza delivery people back in back in the 90s and earlier, they just had to know who they were going. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like oh. cab drivers, they really had to know their city. They earned their tips. Yeah. Okay, so at Pizza Planet, Pizza Planet is pretty much amazing. You have robots <laughs> welcoming welcoming you as you enter. You have tons. It's like Chuck E. Cheese only themed yeah. space and space fighting. It's pretty cool. I'd go there. This looks so yeah. fun. Uh, 
and Buzz and Woody decide to sneak in looking for Andy and his mom so well, they can Woody is looking for Andy and his mom. Buzz is looking for a spaceship so he can get back to sector twelve. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're incognito. Woody is a cup and Buzz is a little like hamburger box. <laughs> and they're trash whenever people are walking around and then when they're you know there's no people they can sneak up and and it's really funny um so we're inside buzz climbs inside a rocket ship just as the family's walking by yeah. and woody's ready to make the jump into the stroller and the describe uh <laughs> shyler can you describe the arcade well, or the game that, that they well, climb into. Terrifying. I really was having a hard time in that scene. The claw. Um, so <laughs> the claw. The claw. <laughs> um, yeah, we see Sid, the really lovely neighbor who likes to torture and um, tear apart toys. He's at Pizza Planet and just so happens to walk up to the claw um, game right as uh, Buzz Lightyear falls into that toy dispenser, whatever. <laughs> so we see Woody also jump into it to get Buzz Lightyear out. And um, unfortunately, Cody, what happened? Oh, man. Well, first, let's talk about the aliens. Oh. The They're like, where they're like, oh, something yeah. from the outside, and they all do that, ooh, and <laughs> like their mouth moves from left to right. <laughs> Pretty great. That was, um, so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. You can't forget that. Something good. They act like this claw is their god. It the claw is their god. <laughs> chooses us <laughs> and takes us to a better place. Well, yeah, like when, when Woody's trying to get Buzz to trying to pull him out and not have him pulled by the claw. All the aliens are like, no, he's chosen. (laughs) You must let him go. (laughs) Now, uh, I'm going to pull the veil back on claw games because I have some insider info about how they actually work. And let me tell you, they are 100% rigged against you. They They have kind of a... Not this one. Yeah, not this one, especially winning twice in a row, which I would say is really rare, but it's actually happened to me before. So it's it's like rare, but it but it can happen. And they have kind of um I don't know if it's like a timer or a counter, and it kind of goes in like a a random order. Um it decides how many it can give out in a day, but then the randomness comes in what order it gives them out is whether it's like right in a row or like one, and then you have to play it another five times and then you get another one. Wait, mm. so it's not skill-based? It's just luck? Oh, no, I thought not at all. It's absolutely luck. Sid was a dead eye with that thing. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. And a lot of it is what you, so you, yeah, when you look at the claw, you're under the impression like, oh, it's, it's clamping down with the same force every time. That's where your mistake is. Um, Cody, how did you learn about this? (laughs) How did I learn about this? This was like in college when I I almost think I was talking to someone who refills the machine. Wow. Like when they get low on toys, you know, someone has to come in and refill them. And so they kind of had this insider info of like, these are how these things really work. Mm. 
Well, he got lucky. So he got lucky. Good for him. And not only lucky, he got he won, and then he won again. But it was a Buzz Lightyear and a Woody. Yeah. So Sid wow. brings home his winnings. He brings home three toys from that toy machine. Uh, we got the squeaky green guy who was happy to go to Sid's house. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we got uh, Buzz and Woody. And Buzz sees firsthand what a torturous kid can do. And he puts it on. Uh, Sid puts the little squeaky guy on top of his dog's nose. And he does that, all right, countdown, three, two, one, all right, go. And the dog just, this little squeak thing just explodes, and it's very tragic. And the look on on uh, the face <laughs> of poor Buzz <laughs> as he like, realized what? <laughs> <laughs> that people bleed, toys bleed. Um, they don't, actually, but... <laughs> uh, moving on, it, now it becomes an escape. They need to get out and leave Sid's room and make it to the Andy's house in time for the big move because Andy's family's moving like the next day. Yeah. Isn't he in a day or yeah. two? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they get tortured a little bit. Woody gets a magnifying glass between the eyes, uh, like burning a tiny little hole. And then buzz gets shot with a bunch of suction cup arrows, which is really not that bad. No. <laughs> Compared to getting a, a whole burn, you're more <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, okay, burning your toys like that, not so great. Uh, they met all the other, like, weirdo um, toys that live on Sid's bedroom floor that are all kind of, like, broken and put back together in weird formations. Um and then they see an opening. They say, hey, we can go out this door here and we'll find a way out. Woody hides in the closet. Buzz hides in a room with the TV on. And he sees. His commercial. And this is when he realizes, I am not actually Buzz Lightyear. I am just one of million at... <laughs> Al's toy Al's barn. Or, toy barn. <laughs> and he looks in his little arm uh, release. I don't know what you call it. Arm flap. communicator flap. And thing. it says made in Taiwan. And that's when he. And it says not a flying toy <laughs> at the bottom of the commercial. And his like little, little heart. Little buttons. Oh, yeah. Makes the same noise says the same phrase as what it says in the commercial and what this does to buzz mentally he was cream of the crop a minute before he saw this commercial now he is lower than low he doesn't even know what the meaning of life is anymore who even am i if i'm just an insignificant toy crisis identity for sure oh man so he decides uh, with randy newman singing underneath no i can fly i'm gonna fly out that window he takes a leap and comes crashing down and knows for sure he is just a toy. This is when Sid's sister, Sally, I think her name was, picks him up, dresses him Wait, up. was Sally the toy? Oh, um, yeah, it was a toy. The sister? I don't remember. Uh, gets picked up and dressed like Ms. Nesbitt for tea. <laughs> 
and he doesn't even care. He was having a good time. <laughs> I didn't know T had the effect it had on on toys. Well, they're calling it T yeah. for a kids movie. Yeah. But all the adults who saw it, they're like, we understand. Yeah. We know. If there are anything but toys, they'd be in a bar drinking right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Buzz. <laughs> okay, so then Woody hatches an idea. He finds some Christmas lights. The window's open. Hey, let's just throw this over. They can hold it and we'll climb across. Perfect. We're saved. He throws it over. He's like, no, no, save me. Buzz is over here with me. But he's still canceled with all the toys over there. And so he has to convince them that Buzz is okay and ends up trying to fake them out with Buzz's arm, which is not attached to his body. (laughs) Uh, That fails miserably. They throw the lights back and say, hey, good luck with Sid and close the window. Very sad, rejected by his friends. Um, and then one, one thing, real quick, I want to know how did Rex throw up? <laughs> what, like, what exactly happened there? Was it just <laughs> maybe it was dry <laughs> heaving? <laughs> that was anyway, funny. So. Yeah. Um, the crazy toys that live on the floor of Sid's room fix Buzz, so his arm is now reattached. But bum bum bum, Sid comes in with a package he got in the mail. <gasps> the big one. The big one. He ordered away a firework that's so giant. They call it the big one, and it looks like a rocket. And so Sid says, I'm going to send a spaceman to you know orbit, and he like duct tapes a giant rocket on the back of Buzz Lightyear. It's starting to rain. So he's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. It's supposed to be sunny. Well, Sets the alarm, goes to bed. Tomorrow is when the moving vans actually move. And uh, Andy moves away. Meanwhile, Buzz and Woody have a heart to heart. As Buzz is strapped to a rocket and Woody's trapped in a crate. And they finally just come out with it. Buzz is sad that he's a toy. Woody's sad that he got replaced. They talk it through. They get over it and then decide, hey, we can still escape. And they start trying to get each other free. And right away we have Woody working with the misfit toys and the Frankenstein toys for an escape plan. And... That's where they go off almost perfectly. Well, but Buzz is out there, like, ready to, like, light Oh, yeah, the on rocket. the launch pad, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, they have an awesome escape plan. They say, we're going to have to break a few rules, but here's what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, so they get out there. Sid is about to light the match when Woody... Start speaking to him. Like a zombie. How'd you guys feel about this? I loved it. Yeah, it's it's very... That was... I mean, there's a lot of satisfying scenes in the movie. But when the, when the main antagonist really gets what's coming... Yep. There's nothing more... <laughs> sad, and especially in the way that they did it, where it's like, 
because they said we're going to have to break a couple rules and you know that they probably have the one big rule is like you can't um you can't come to life when humans are around and so having that moment where he was like still kind of his limp toy self but being able to speak to Sid and then all the toys come to life it's sort of like seeing um all the bad things you've done are now coming back to haunt you. <laughs> and just was like, oh man, yeah. Imagine, imagine the terror in that kid's mind of this isn't imagination anymore. This is now real life. And my actions have consequences and they are coming back at me right now. <laughs> and I kind of loved how it was a lesson going forward. Like, I'm going to treat my toys well. I'm going to respect yeah. toys like he was forever fixed. Well, we assume. Yeah. We assume. Yeah. Um, so now that the Buzz and uh, Woody escape the yard, Buzz has a little trouble getting through a hole in the fence. A lot of near misses here because the car just jets off to the new home and he's stuck behind a fence. He, he scoots under, they miss their connection. And now begins the chase scene of the toy, the van and Andy. So they chase the van, they get up, but then the dog comes and the dog pulls one of Slinky. them off. No, the, oh, real, oh, the dog. real dog. Yeah. Yeah. And so they fall off, but then, Woody is able to go in, get RC, the remote control car, out of one of the boxes, shoves it off the moving van so they all think he's a murderer again. Huh. Uh, but he's sending it back to retrieve Buzz to get away from the real dog. RC starts bringing him back, but the other toys shove Woody off the moving van. And then RC picks up Woody. They're driving closer, closer, closer. Slink comes down to try and help him, but RC runs out of batteries. And then Woody remembers Sid gave him a match. He lights the match. Unfortunately, a car drives over him at that exact moment, and the match goes out. And they're going to use the rocket on the back of Buzz. Well... Because of Woody's little torture scene, he he understands bent light or magnification of light, and <laughs> it can create heat. And he that's something. <laughs> what happened with Buzz's shield? And uh, he used the light through Buzz's shield, face shield, to light the rocket on the back of Buzz. And they're all on top of RC. It's hard to explain, but it is a giant, almost roller coaster of extreme explosion turning into flight, and Buzz is actually flying like the real Buzz Lightyear. He's falling with style. So they drop RC off. They make it into the car. Andy finds them and is like, oh, here they are. And see. They were in this box the whole time. How did I miss them? Yeah, how did I not see them here? I really like this scene because it's kind of takes them out of like toy world and kind of their small toy world problems and puts them in this like bigger 
oh, shoot, if they miss this van and this car, they are lost forever. There is no way for them to figure out where to go. So the stakes are very high in this scene. Um, But they're all safe. They're all good. The last scene is Christmas. And again, the Green Army men are listening in to see what toys are coming. Probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a puppy and a Mrs. Potato Head. Oh, yeah. And credits. Yeah. That was Toy Story. Question. Is Mr. Potato Head a villain? Because I was watching him throughout, and he's always the one, like, jabbing at Woody. He's the one to say, you're a murderer. He's the one who wants to push him off the van. It's hard to say if he... I I think he has a very quick-to-judge personality. And I don't know... And I always try and think, like, is that... Would that be indicative of, like, the toy he is? Like, Woody's sort of the good guy who upholds, you know, the law of the toy world, and that's because his toy persona is a sheriff and, like, would... Like, what is it about being a potato with arrangeable <laughs> facial features that makes you so quick to judge? I can't figure it out. I don't know if it even is there a metaphor here? We don't know. <laughs> well, even like Rex. Rex is sort of like the opposite. He's, you know, a Tyrannosaurus. He's supposed to be big and scary. And he's just like this very, like, um, anxious. he's anxious. You know, he's very sensitive. Um you know, very, very soft-spoken kind of at times, um, doesn't like confrontation. <laughs> and it's sort of like the opposite of what you think a T-Rex would be. Yeah. And so it's like those funny little things where it's it's subverting your expectation of what you think a toy personality is and that it can be any any personality whatsoever, you know, just like actual human beings. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I think it's time that we move forward to some... Here are true facts about Toy Story. Story. Okay, so Toy Story was the very first full-length and theatrically released entirely CGI film. Very first. Really? So for being the very first, it held up pretty darn well. Yeah, um, okay, so Tom Hanks recorded his dialogue during the breaks of Sleepless in Seattle and A League of Their Own, but he did not want to record his dialogues during the breaks of Philadelphia or Forrest Gump because he felt he shouldn't do comedic roles in uh, in between minutes of playing serious roles. Interesting. I understand that. That's understandable. Uh, But do you guys have uh, a timeline of when did those four movies come out for Tom Hanks? Sure. Uh, Sleepless Sleepless in Seattle, 1993. League of Their Own, 1992. Philadelphia, 1993. Forrest Gump, 1994. Okay. So he was doing lines for, was it three years before the movie for Toy Story was actually released in theaters. Yeah, that's that's a long time. Yes. Yeah. So Paul Newman was originally supposed to be Woody, 
Uh, but John Lasseter really wanted to cast Tom Hanks for the aforementioned reasons that he kind of brings some heart to it. Um, and the way they kind of screen tested this was they'd take uh, dialogue from some other movie by that actor and they'd animate to it and see how well the voice translated to an animated character. Um, so that's kind of how they convinced Tom Hanks to come on as they showed him one of those mock-ups. Uh, for Buzz, uh, originally Billy Crystal was considered. He turned it down. And uh, after seeing the movie, he really regretted it, and he took a role as Mike Wazowski in Monsters, Inc. later on. Yeah. Uh, but other people considered for Buzz were Jim Carrey, Bill Murray, and Chevy Chase before Tim Allen was finally pulled in. Yeah. I, it's so weird. It's like hard to imagine another voice for Buzz Lightyear. I know. Um, <laughs> I, at times, when I was hearing Tim Allen, I was hearing George Clooney's voice. Oh. I don't know. But... Cody was like, no, it's Tim Allen. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's not George Clooney? Before Toy Story came out, I watched way too much Home Improvement to know that that was for sure Tim Allen's voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. I was all about Home Improvement. So Buzz was named after Buzz Aldrin, uh, one of the Apollo astronauts. Uh, originally, Buzz was called Lunar Larry. Really? Yeah. And they changed that, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty bad name. Yeah. Lunar Larry, I think is a working name. It starts somewhere, you know. It, it all has to start somewhere. Uh, Jeremy Irons was considered for Mr. Potato Head. Uh, so oh. Jeremy Irons was the voice of Scar, I want to say. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so much much deeper, darker voice than what they ended up with. <laughs> the carpet in Sid's house has the same hexagonal pattern as the carpet in the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. <gasps> what? Wow. That's hilarious. Oh I didn't even notice that. <laughs> That's like that amount, that like detail that these illustrators and animators that's just, that's awesome. I know that, I'm sure that that was very intentional. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, wow. Joss Whedon has a writing credit on this. He He's credited with being the screenwriter for this. Uh, Joss Whedon, as we know, was creator of Firefly, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, many, many other shows. But he is specifically credited with adding Rex, uh, he wanted to add like a Barbie type character, but Mattel wouldn't release uh, yeah. the rights to make put Barbie in, which later they did for sequels. Uh, so Barbie turned into Bo Peep. Um, and Joss Whedon also had the idea that instead of Buzz being kind of not too bright, actually have him be delusional and think he's the real Buzz Lightyear. Uh, I got some fast facts for you. Tim Allen's favorite line as Buzz Lightyear is, you're a, stra or a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. <laughs> you have my pity. <laughs> uh, in 2013, the original film was remade shot for shot with real toys and real people. It took 
Uh, Johnson, Polly, and his friends two years to complete the 82-minute film. Pizza Planet was originally Pizza Putt, a combination pizzeria and mini golf course. Cool. And uh, the last fun fact I have is Mr. Potato Head's line, what are you looking at, you hockey puck, is one of the actor-comedian Don Rickles' catchphrases. Which I, really, if I, <laughs> I maybe, <laughs> maybe if I knew comedy of the seventies, that would have been like, ah, ha, ha. but yeah, right <laughs> over my head. <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. My, my childhood self was like, that's funny because there's a hockey puck. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. <laughs> Did not, I would not have picked up on that. Because Cody and I had subtitles on, I noticed that. What he called um, Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear. Um, That's I don't what, think I thought that without a subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard that, but I'm like, nah, that can't be right. Yeah, he says light yeah. beer, light snack. He does a yep. lot with that. <laughs> um, so this movie has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a very rare hundred percent. Um, at the Academy Awards, they got. Uh, a nomination for Best Original Song, You've Got a Friend in Me, Best Original Score, and Best Original Screenplay. They also got a special Oscar for Special Achievement in Film, I think, for being the first CGI. Oh, man. Okay, so I have some more fun facts, and then I'll stop, I swear. (laughs) Um, The... Uh, full production of Toy Story employed just 110 people. In comparison, The Lion King uh, was made with over 800 employees. Wow. wow. And then uh, this is a, a computer or a, like a, a motion graphics kind of a, a geek mode okay. fact. Okay. Hannah serves Buzz tea from a Utah teapot which is a famous data model uh, seen in countless computer animations. Huh. I would have never known. Yeah, one of those things. So a little Disney drama here, because there's always some. Our good old friend Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was uh, one of the big head honcho executives. Pixar came, and they were, like, mocking up stories, showing scripts, and he kept trying to get them to add more Jokes that the adults could enjoy. Make it edgier. Make it edgier. Um, he wanted Woody to be edgier. Like, he, he kept pushing them and kept pushing them. And they ended up with a story that they weren't proud of and that wasn't any good. Uh, I think at one point Tom Hanks was recording dialogue for edgier Woody and, like, stopped right in the middle of the line and said, this guy's a jerk. Because Woody was, like, so mean and tyrannical and grumpy that, like, nobody liked him. Wow. Uh, So they went back. This almost broke Pixar. Like, they'd run out of money trying to do all these script changes to try and please this executive. And they ended up, like, Disney stopped the project. They're like, no, we're not going to do this. And Steve Jobs, with Apple and kind of supporting Pixar at the time, uh, said, no, no, I'll fund you. And so they went back and kind of made the movie they wanted to make. And then yeah. Disney jumped back on board again. Wow. 
That's wow. Crazy. Yeah. So you think, about, you think about like the movies that we see now, the animated movies, and there's a lot more adult humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. This Jeffrey Katzenberg's kind of been a through line in a lot of these early 90s movies, but never for the right reasons. It's true. He like, wanted- he's he's the executive who steps in and tries and tell tell the creatives how to tell a story. And usually it doesn't go well. Like he wanted to take part of your world out of The Little Mermaid. Uh, he had full creative control over Pocahontas and that didn't go so well. And told everyone that Pocahontas was the main film and Lion King was just experimental. <laughs> and so he left Lion King alone. And yeah. So anyway, we see his through line all through the, the early 90s. By 94, he's made the president of Disney. But he had a whole bunch of run-ins with Roy Disney and some other executives. And long story short, by the end of 1994, he's out. And he went off to start DreamWorks with Steven Spielberg. Wow. Yeah. So fast forward way forward. He's the guy who, with another person, started Quibi. Oh, no. That's not good. <laughs> oh. So, which now Netflix owns all of Quibi. So, yeah, he's had his fingers in a lot of pies. I don't think he's a creative. I think he's maybe a good executive, but yeah. it seems like when he gets involved in creative decisions, it doesn't turn out very well. No. Yeah. Mm. Okay. We have wrapped up the facts. Ooh, ooh, oh, I wait, have, I have one, one quick thing. Yeah. Throw it, it in. Kind of like, a, like a, if you're, if you're watching and you pay attention, you'll, you'll catch this because it's, it's pretty great. Um, there's the scene where Sid has strapped the rocket to buzz um woody is in kind of that plastic milk crate up on the desk and it starts to rain and sid's like all right i'm gonna go to sleep and wait for the rocket launch and then buzz and woody have their you know their talk about being friends and you know how great they are when woody convinces buzz to kind of push the toolbox off the top of the milk crate so that he can get under it if you watch when Buzz is up there pushing from the wall on the toolbox and you see the toolbox, it says Benford tools. What is a callback to home improvement because Benford tools was the sponsor <laughs> of Tim Allen's show tool time. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> ah, that's so great. So fun. Okay. We've reached the point in the show it is now wheel of morality turn 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 tell us the lesson that we should learn moral number one and the moral of today's story is i've i've got two ideas okay so one around buzz and one around woody so buzz's whole realization is my purpose in life is not what i thought it was but that does not mean i don't have a purpose I think that's a good lesson. That's a great lesson. And then Woody's whole journey. Woody was not always a good guy. Like he let his his ego and his hurt feelings led him to do something he was not proud of and and something that other people weren't did not care for and definitely called him out on. 
but Woody was ultimately not a bad guy. He redeemed himself. Um, so there's some kind of lesson in there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think <laughs> for me, friendship, like having friendship uh, with everybody and not seeing yourself as the better toy or the favorite toy is probably the most important lesson I took away. So like how I would interpret, you know, that whole like not caring if you're the favorite or the best or like whatever is that we all like, we all have something to offer. And just because someone is like having their moment to shine doesn't mean you're less valuable, that you have less to offer. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is kind of, you know, an overarching theme of identity. Um, I think especially with Buzz and Woody, it's, you know, definitely the strongest. Um, Woody with kind of having this idea of he knows he's a toy, so he's a little bit further along in this, you know, realization process that all toys go through. And kind of that newness of Buzz and his, you know, not really acknowledging that he's a toy, thinking that he's the real thing, causes him to give in to these more um, unsavory aspects of, of his personality that I think it just kind of eats away at him and it, he just sort of like gives in and he's like, Oh yeah, I definitely shouldn't have done that. And then with buzz, it's definitely the, you know, the scene where he's watching the TV thinking that, you know, they're calling him for his mission. And he's like, Oh no, wait, there's like millions of these buzz toys. I'm I'm not the actual Buzz Lightyear. This is like my whole world just crashed around me. But it is, you know, it is coming back to that insignia that Andy puts on the bottom foot of Andy or Woody and Buzz, and that it's like, yeah, you may not be the Buzz Lightyear, you, but you are Andy's Buzz Lightyear, and that's more important than anything else. I don't know if this would be like a moral of the story, but it was definitely like, and it's, it, it is a cliche, but it, like it was, a, I feel like a good message of just these, these group efforts to overcome things. Um, like just trying to overhear, like, and find out like if Andy got any new toys um, and the whole like toys, you know, just getting together and getting the army guys to like, by just like all working together for that common purpose and the same thing happened when, when they were at SID with all of the the other toys and it's his toys um just trying to work together yeah and they weren't so helpless when they worked together yeah. which is nice right yeah. a lot of good good messages in this one and uh, i think that's yeah. maybe why a lot of people just love cherish this i would say this is one of the most cherished disney movies maybe i'm wrong but i think it's up there it's up there all right any final thoughts on toy story okay guys well unfortunately slash fortunately i guess we have reached the end of the show uh cody and shyler thank you so very much for joining us for toy story Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, it was, this has been it was a blast. It was such a good time. Um, was that a pun? I'm sorry? 
your twenty. Sorry, the, a blast. Like, oh, <laughs> I see. Oh, okay. Gosh, I'm like the blinking red light. I can't think of anything. Dang it! <laughs> you know what? We started with the. We can't figure out how to turn it into like a pun. It's just we've got a friend. We can't figure out how to turn it into a pun for like saying goodbye. I know. <laughs> we bookended it properly. I think. <laughs> Oh, funny. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for sitting down and, and chatting about this. Yeah. Everyone at the table, uh, I do want to say, against my will, our next movie is James and the Giant Peach, who, which I vowed to never watch again, but we'll I'm going to do it. it for you guys. We'll get through it. All right. Until next time, everyone. <laughs>